Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, I'm still so pissed off, Chris, about this Twitter thing. I can't even think straight. F-O-B-I-A-T-V.com and pretty much everything on that website, the, uh, the bios, everything, Dr. Sean bio, the phobia bio, the message, everything is all a real story and how that character came about. Mm-hmm. Um, it was basically, you know, I was a big fan of uh, the face-painted characters like Sting and Ultimate Warrior. I love the larger-than-life characters. Um, com- color comic book come to life sort of thing. Yep. It inspired me to uh, to build my body up, get in shape, and I'm a big kid. I love Halloween, and at Boise, Idaho is where I was at, going to Boise State University, and I won, you know, one summer, or actually it was more like the spring before the summer, mm-hmm. um, before school was, you know, we were doing final exams and whatnot, and basically I was, uh, I had bumps on my face, and I was feeling nauseous for a couple weeks, and I thought it was just stress from school, I went to the local uh, student clinic there, you know, where the where there's you know physicians and whatnot, and I had uh, those bumps checked out on my face, and I thought it was just stress, you know, stress bumps, something, you know, my body reacting, and they come back to me and tell me, hey, those aren't uh, those aren't stress bumps, those are spider bites, and the irony is that for two weeks straight, I felt at night I saw a little debris on my face because in the dorm dormitory where I stayed at the time. Mm-hmm. on campus we didn't have air conditioning i had a fan on with the windows open and so it would blow debris around and you know that would happen dust whatever you're thinking that's just all it is just dust or some debris but little did i realize at the time that they were little uh little spiders that were crawling you know i guess attacking me more or less and so we um i started looking around the room and i ripped my bed apart underneath i looked there was a spider nest underneath my bed it's a true story so later that um Halloween in October, I just, I was tired of being wrestling characters, tired of being Ultimate Warrior one year, being Rick Rude the next, then being Sting the following, you know, so forth. So I finally just said, I'm going to do my own character this year. And I just started, so what can I paint my face that would cover my entire face and have like a cool looking symbol or an emblem? Uh, And I came up with the spider because it was Halloween. And then as I had the spider drawing on my face, I just muttered one word in my breath when I had to saw the reflection in the mirror. And it was the word phobia, that I had a fear of spiders. Of course, 
fear of spiders is arachnophobia, but I just thought a one-word name would have been it was suiting. So basically, I got on the local channel Seven News at Boise because I was a they're starting heavyweight for the Boise State wrestling team, Division One. We were in the Pac Tens, so I had a good relationship with the the sports department, and I did a safe trick or treating for the kids and the community, which was you know my PSAs that I do. But I used that footage to send to WWE because there was no formal rest, professional wrestling training in Boise. The closest place was in Portland, Oregon, where I, I had gone the previous summer, 1996, and had 10 untrained matches mm-hmm. on a local TV show. So I kind of broke into business without even being formally trained. I really got my formal training when I sent the phobia footage to uh, WWE. And at the time, it was Bruce Pritchard, Jim Cornette, Jim Ross. They were in, you know, in office, talent relations, and... They they bid on it. They called me and said, "Hey, we like your uh, your your uh, your you know an athlete NCAA wrestler." I because sh- I put together a little video package. I had the phobia character doing the PSA in the newsroom and uh, me wrestling, you know, at the NCAA's, uh, and also showcasing a little bit of uh, just working out, just an overall like kind of like a sizzle reel, you know. And they bid on it, and uh, that's what actually got that you know phobia character was the precursor that got me my trial with WWE. But we never used it for a wrestling character. And, and then years later, fast forward, uh, Hulk Hogan loved it when he was with TNA. He thought about bringing it in to have a, to bring Sting uh, basically either an ally or an adversary. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool because Sting was one of my idols and, as a teenager growing up, you know, Steve Borden, who's actually a really good friend of mine. He's a great guy, probably one of the nicest human beings I've ever known. And especially coming from the wrestling business, it's very, very rare and uncommon. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of good people, don't get me wrong. And, and I'm just saying it's that, that nature of business, it's, it's like, you know, he's just such a good human being, man. And um, so I've stayed in touch with him over the years. But, um, yeah, man, um, we never used it. It never came to fruition. And so I'm just glad that it never became another face-painted wrestling character because, it became more special to me, and, it, and I, I defined it over the years to fit more of a, a direct parallel, a theatrical expression of me and all the fears that I've faced over the years. You know, fear of failure, fear of success, fear of rejection. And so I put a real meaning behind this thing, and I've got big visions with this thing. I've done some short films with it. I've got some big cinematic uh, TV series ideas nice. for it. And... Um, these are these are things that you know, I'm going to be working on this year um, and in 2020, you know, with some c- cinematic projects. So um, I use it. I've used it in schools for kids, um, the, the little ones, you know, uh, to speak at, you know, to, to you know, overcoming their fears, self-limiting beliefs, and then the anti-bullying movement. Is I've used it for that. Uh, when I speak at corporations and more of you know the the professional world. I don't ever, I don't, I don't paint up and show up at a corporate event, but I will make reference to the character and show clips from the, from my short film. And, and I basically use those clips to drive home my points that I make about overcoming fears because everybody in life, I don't care from little kids to, to grown adults in the corporate world have fears and live in some form of fear, whatever, whatever it might be. Yeah. So I, I use it as a, uh, it's very unique and dynamic and it's different, right? Um, and, 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 and most people seem to think it's, you know, it's a, it's a kick-ass character, you know, and not because I came up with it, but it's, um, I think it's very cinematic ready to be, uh, be part of the Marvel family, hopefully one day and hopefully one day soon. Nice. That'd be great, man. I, I really, um, really like the story 
and I really hope that uh, it goes well for you, man. All right, so time crunch, man. I want to respect your time. I want to talk about Kurt Angle and then a couple of uh, Ask Sean questions, and uh, and then we'll talk. Uh, we we got a lot of discussing to do <laughs> after after the uh, show. Just uh, you know, just as far as the podcast, uh, your your visions and things like that. I'm looking forward to uh, chatting with you uh, off air. Um, so let's let's talk about Kurt Angle. Uh, so Kurt Angle is his last match is at uh, WrestleMania. Uh, he's on his retirement tour. A few weeks on Raw and SmackDown, he's been doing. Um, but you know, it's so funny because we talked a few weeks ago. Uh, we both agreed that you know we we really enjoyed chatting with each other on air that we wanted to bring you back again and i was like you know what now would be the perfect time because you were the first opponent the first live opponent the first televised opponent uh for kurt angle uh, back at uh, the 1999 survivor series so um you know and it's funny because his last match is next week and you are his first match so I'm really interested to get your thoughts on just the career perspective of Kurt Angle and the fact that, uh, you know, you were the first person who he went against on uh, on television. Yeah, that's I got a very interesting insight on that. And I'll show I'm taking a sip of my uh, water here. Hold on. No worries. I just I just got out of the gym. I was in the sauna. I always finish up with a sauna generally and uh, kind of get a little dehydrated. So it's important to, to hydrate. But um you know, the interesting thing with Kurt Angle is I met Kurt Angle in 1995 at the NCAA tournament in Iowa, and I was wrestling for Boise State. And I remember being introduced to him. I knew who Kurt Angle was because I was an, a very extensive amateur wrestler. I wrestled all through high school and college, Division One. And, um, you know, so I went to all the, you know, all the big tournaments. The NCAA doesn't get much bigger than that for college, you know. And so I'm there in Iowa, and... Um, I knew who Kurt Angle was because when I was in high school, I lived in Toronto, a suburb outside of Toronto, uh, called, uh, went to White Oak Secondary School in Oakville, Ontario, uh, suburb out of Toronto. And, uh, you know, I was, all my buddies were football players and I was really the only wrestler in our group. So I went on a couple of recruiting trips, uh, that were in driving distance from Toronto. And one of them was, um, was Edinburgh, uh, in, in Pennsylvania. And that's when I learned who Kurt Angle was then because they said he's uh, the defending heavyweight NCAA champion. And so I was kind of eyeballing to see who, you know, and I would have been a, a freshman, and I think he was a junior at that time. So he was a little older than me, a couple years older Kurt is. But anyway, so I, that's when I got introduced to who he was. And then, of course, later, a few years later, uh, I was following him, you know, for the 96 Olympics and – before that, though, the year before, when I was at the 1995 NCAA tournament, uh, someone had come up to me and said, hey, uh, let me introduce you to Kurt Angle. I said, yeah, I've been wanting to meet him because I respected him for his amateur wrestling. You know, I, I was in the, the amateur wrestling community. So everyone knew who Kurt Angle was, you know, because he was a world champ that year and became the Olympic gold medalist of the following year. And um, so I remember I met him and someone had introduced, when they introduced us, um, they said, this is uh, Sean Stippich, but is, is, he's going to go into WWE when he's finished with his career here. Uh, his dad was a famous wrestler in WWE, or WWF at the time. And, I, you know, Kurt was polite and shook my hand, and we didn't really talk a whole lot. I just said, hey, congratulations, or good luck, or whatever I had said to him about his 
upcoming feats as an amateur wrestler at that level, you know, that, that's the highest level you can go is the Worlds and the Olympics. Yeah. And um, I can just tell that he, was, he wasn't a wrestling, he didn't talk about pro wrestling, he just kind of, you know, his whole focus, his whole life was amateur wrestling, it was probably his eyes on the gold medal. So then years later, so he wins the gold medal, and then years later, um, when I'm in Stanford, I'm, I'm, you know, we had those, uh, Dory Funk Jr. and Tom Pritchard were holding these uh, camps. I'm sure you've heard of those um, through the, the, the ways uh, and over the years. And so I was part of those. I was probably, I think I, 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 think I attended most, uh, I think it was Andrew Martin and I were tied for like nine of them. Uh, they were brutal, man. They were week camps and, yeah, man. And, and But I got to meet and work with, uh, you know, I was such a rookie. I had never been formally trained. And I just showed up there, and that's where I met Edge and Christian and Test and Prince Albert. And then, you know, they brought the first, my first memories there. I don't want to get off topic here, but it was Yokozuna, uh, Rodney. And that was my very first, when I had my tryout um, weekend there in Stanford, uh, I was greeted by Yokozuna, and I got to hang out with him for a couple of days. So that was how I kind of broke into the WWE and got rest his soul. And so, yeah, but he was cool. He says, man, your dad used to give me nightmares when I was a kid, you know. He used to tell me stories because uh, he grew up, you know, the Samoan heritage is such a deep lineage in professional wrestling. Yeah. But anyway, um, so I was called back a couple months, months later to move to Stanford, and they put me on a developmental contract, and then they started holding these camps. Well, then I heard, because I, I was bored. I was always by myself, and they brought the, the giant Silva in because he lived in New Jersey at the time. Draws was there. Um Darren Drozdov was there, you know, in Connecticut. So I met him. I kind of hung. I worked with him a little bit, but I think he was actually starting to venture out now and and to to make the main roster. I think he worked with ECW a little bit. But I was I was I would always look at the the following month, like, hey, who's coming in? Who's the ne- for the next camp? Who are the talents coming in? You know, guys like Mark Merrill, Ahmed Johnson, John Tensa. These are names that guys that were already established, but they had been injured or they left for some reason and came back. They're just trying to get the rust off, so they would join these camps and be part of them. And so I was exposed to all these guys. You know, Al Snow, some of the ECW guys came through. So it was great, man. It was just uh, just a, a wealth of wrestling personalities and knowledge and experience you know you can imagine all shapes and sizes and it was awesome and um anyway so then someone had said hey uh, kurt angle is coming here for a tryout and i was excited i was like damn kurt's coming here you know because i was a, you know i was i followed him in, in college and i was a fan you know support and pulled for him and in, in, in his you know in his uh international wrestling career so when he showed up man um, we kind of, uh, I felt that we bonded because I was an a- amateur wrestler. And so I respected that. And he, I think he respected me for my being involved with, with amateur wrestling to the extent that I was. And so we just, uh, I, I would show up with him early and do extra drills and, and help train him. You know, I was still a rookie, but I was a little bit ahead of him as far as my training experience at the time, mm-hmm. but they ended up putting us together. Um, we traveled together for about almost a year when he was doing dark matches and I was uh, broken, you know, my rookie year as a, as a character meet. And uh, so we basically, we worked uh, on some spot shows together, had some dark matches. And I'll be honest, we had some great matches that were never televised. Um, you know, we just had a good chemistry. And I felt very comfortable working with him. And I just, because I respected him as much as I did. And he caught on really quick, you know. Uh, and then, you know, the rest is history, man. He just took off and developed himself as a professional wrestler and and became uh, legendary Kurt Angle, not just for his 
amateur wrestling accolades, but his professional wrestling career. So, mm-hmm. you know, he's a Hall of Famer, man, uh, you know, on, on both levels of, of wrestling. That's and, the, yeah, so he made his debut against me at Survivor Series in 1999 at Joe Luce Arena in Detroit. And um, it's funny because, you know, I, I was tweeting at him, you know. Um, oh, by the way, I got my thought back about the Twitter thing. My coach, on a side note, was saying that, are you sure you didn't piss anybody off in the WWE? Like, someone who have, might have power could complain or anybody could just bitch and complain uh, to, to you know, Twitter about me because they, they don't like me or something. I think that would be, I mean, wouldn't everybody's account get suspended then and be on mute if that Definitely. was the case? Definitely. Are they that sensitive? Yeah. I don't know. No, they're not. You think that's you think that's possible? You think anybody could just complain and they're a Sean Stasiak hater, so they're going to make up something and, and and say and say something that could cause grief with my account? Do you think that's possible? No, no. Like I said, unless there's someone's hacking it, that's the only way I can see it. But you know, people, you know, it, yeah, that's what that's, social media happens all the time. People say stuff all the time. It's you know, people say stuff that's derogatory. You know, and and uh, right. That, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what, I, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. He goes, but Sean, some of those people are bulletproof. I'm like, man, that is stupid. There's no way that you can have a public forum because then everybody's account will get shut down right. because there's always somebody in the world that, that doesn't like Tony Robbins or I don't, I don't like this guy. I got it out for that guy or this, you know, the, all their accounts will get shut off. I, I just don't think that's even, I don't think that's remotely the reason. No, but anyway, I tweeted at Kurt Angle saying, look, it's, it's, it started with you. It started with me. It's only appropriate that it ends with me. It comes full circle, Kirk. Let's run it back again. And I said, I said it would be an honor to work with. It would be an honor to wrestle you, Kurt. And besides, it also be an honor to whip a legend's ass. And you know, I'm and I would still hashtag respect and you know wink at him, whatever. I respect Kurt Angle, you know. But at the same time, you know, I'm having some fun. I'm calling him out, and. Um, you know, I had some fans say, hey, it's only fitting that he finishes a career with me, you know. Um, that was an idea, but, you know, because I've been gone for so long, I'm sure WWE's created, they, they didn't even remotely fight on it, you know. Yeah. Well, at least you can say that you were the beginning of Kurt Angle's career, and can nobody take that away, so. All right, so uh, let's address a few Yeah, these... yeah. Yeah, can nobody, can nobody uh, <laughs> take that away? Um. Yeah, no, you're right, GHP. <laughs> you're right. Um. All right, so let's uh let's address some of these ask Chris questions. Um. Uh, well, ask ask Sean questions. Uh, so a couple. Okay, so hey, right. wait, don't ask, don't ask. Hey, don't Chris, Chris, don't ask me, please. Don't don't ask me. Don't ask you what. Oh, you said axe like a tool, like you're gonna axe me, like with a like you're gonna cut me up. No, 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 no. You mean ask? <laughs> you're gonna ask me? A- I'm messing A-S-K. with you, man. I'm messing with you. <laughs> don't, ax, don't ask ax me Sean, nothing, guys. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, actually, I feel like I'm getting axed. By, I feel like I'm getting axed by Twitter. I'm getting axed already by Twitter. Well, you won't get axed by me. They're chopping me down. They're chopping my powers. 
Yeah. Okay. I know, Chris. I know you love me, man. At least somebody in the world loves me. Absolutely, man. Uh, for the sake of uh, time, man, let's uh, let's just do an express route on, on a few of these questions here. Uh, Rob is asking, what was your relationship like with Bruce Pritchard and Jim Ross? Well, honestly, um, you know, it's one of those those relationships. Uh, I'm not good, man. Honestly, I don't have good feelings about it. You know, um, and I want to say this with all due respect. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what what's that? I said the PG version, of course. Yeah, no, no. I'm not going to use any profanity. I'm just saying that they they weren't great. I mean, um, I don't think either one of them had my best interests. Um, Jim Ross, I have always tried to be nice to the man. I, I, I always try to, uh, interact with them, but you know, you get a feel for some people that, that you can just tell that they just don't care to be associated with you. They don't feel like being connected on, on a more personal level. And I always got that from Jim Ross. Like I was always bothering him and, um, I respect him for his commentary and his, uh, devotion and time and experience and wisdom in the professional wrestling business. I can never take that away from him, but I just felt that. Um, I never could get it right with him as far as feeling a, an authentic connection. Mm-hmm. So for whatever reason, who knows with that business, who gets in whose ear and how they, perf- how they form perceptions. But I don't think he had my best interest. Uh, honestly, I think he tried, but there's something, there's a resistance there, you know, yeah. and with Bruce, you know, in the beginning, um, he was okay, but I don't know, man. I just think that, um, I don't think he had my best interest either. I'm just being honest. And, you know, Bruce has been around the business for years, and he's got a very creative mind, and he's got a passion and love for professional wrestling. And um, I would have—I just think that there was a couple incidences, and you know, my my dumbass when I was young, younger, you know, when I was new and a rookie, and I might have, uh, you know, maybe I might have uh, labeled myself a little bit backstage with, you know, being a little insecure about things, trying to because I just wanted to succeed, and I didn't want to let my family name down and I want to make sure that I was doing everything right. You know, and sometimes when you try too hard to do everything right, you, you do everything wrong or, or you create like a stigma about you. And I think that he just kind of served the, I, I just don't think, he, I don't know. I don't think he helped me with it. You know, I think he just kind of, I just don't think he was really on my, on my side, honest to God. I just don't, you know, so I got nothing bad to say about either one of them, but they're, um, you know, I definitely don't think I'm on there. I don't think I'm getting a Christmas card from them, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I appreciate that honesty. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, that's that was your experience with them. So you can't you can't take away your experience with them, you know, as far as Jim Ross and, and Bruce Pritchard. And, and that was your genuine experience with both of them. And it was worth, I think it's worth sharing. So I appreciate your honesty. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Wild yeah, I would have liked. I would like to. I would have liked to have been. I would have liked to have been uh, different, you know. And I'm a different man today, and they're different people. So who knows, yeah. you know, if, if the role, if we were in the same room or working together, I, maybe I'm sure the relationship could be completely different. You know, I'm a different man now. Uh, who knows? You know, it's all about timing and where people are at in their lives. But my particular experience with both of them was never. It didn't seem very positive. No. Yeah. Anyway, next yeah. question. Absolutely. Wild Boy's asking, how was your time with PMS? Like, overall, what was your thoughts on your time with, with PMS? 
Ah, uh, you know, honestly, it was just a job, man. It was a character that I didn't wasn't really excited about playing in the first place, but I just took the role like an actor would getting a role in a movie. Yeah. Um, I, the, you know, the, the girls were the girls were fine and easy to work with. Uh, Terry, in particular, had she had been around um, the business, so I actually, you know, she kind of uh, smartened me up to to some things as far as just little little nuances and and just little stuff that she. You know, I'd pick up on that she'd share with me, like, hey, you might want to do this or that. I wish. I think she had my best interest, you know. Uh, I like Terry. I, I thought, and I've always uh, gotten along with her, you know, professionally. And uh, the other girls, Jackie was always cool, mm-hmm. um, you know. And, and, and Ryan, Ryan Shamrock at the time, I mean, she was just so new and green. I think she, I mean, you know, she was fine. They were fine to work with, man. They were just props, you know, for, for me. You know, to, with a character at the yeah. time, they were just work, working relationship. You know, but they were they were fine. I enjoyed working when they were fine. Yeah, awesome. All right, a couple more questions. Multi is asking, uh, what's your relationship with JBL like? Um, well, you know, it's one. Of, it's an interesting. It's one of these questions tonight. These are asking about people that that I would say there there had been some. Really, pardon. I said hard hitting. Was that Chris? The questions are hard hitting. Well, tonight. I don't know about hard hitting, but they're just yeah. Nah, JBL, you know, I um I had resistance with him in the beginning because I had heard he's kind of a bully and he's just very loud and brash and uh, I don't generally like those kind of people. If I after a while, you know, they get on my nerves, I want to shut them up. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I was new when I was there, and I uh, I just wanted to fit in, and I wanted you know backstage, and I wanted to be accepted as one of the boys and to flow with everybody. Um, I think that you know the beginning, you know he's got that mentality of like college initiation. Let's uh, let's mess with the rookies kind of thing. So yeah. I kind of just went with some things. Nothing was ever you know physical or anything. Uh, I wouldn't have stood for that, but. Um, it was more just yeah, little jabs here and there, and I would just, you know, and after a while, I just, I actually thought it was kind of funny. I would actually laugh, and I think, um, I think you realize that, you know, it's not getting under my skin, you know. In fact, I think it's actually kind of humorous, and, um, but there was a, there, there was some time, there was a time there that I was getting fed up with it, um, with some of the, the badgering and the jabs, and kind of feel like maybe I was being picked on a little bit, you know. And I finally just had enough, and I basically, I pulled him aside outside in the hallway. Uh, it was in, actually in England, I think it was, and uh, in London. And I just said, look, uh, it's going to have to stop. Otherwise, if, if we need to just, if we got to take care of this, let's just do it now. Because I was done, I was done with it, done with it. You know what I mean? Like, after a while, it's like, enough's enough. Yeah. Of course, there was no problem. Oh, no, I'm just playing, just kidding, you know, whatever. So nothing ever happened. And after that, we had some good matches, like some, uh, uh, hardcore matches, and yeah. you know, I actually learned to kind of like him after a while. I actually started growing me a little bit. So I just think it was one of those things where I don't know. You, you just kind of have to tolerate some things, and then you kind of get acclimated. And I, I, like I said, I just got to a point where I just felt that enough was enough, and I had to finally say something and be. I was very serious about it. Like I was willing to whatever it was going to take. If it had to get to physical blows, let's do it then. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just got, I, it reminded me when I was picked on and bullied in, in high school. And I was like, ah, this doesn't feel good, man. I don't, I don't like this feeling. I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to stand up now for myself. And I don't give a crap about politics or 
uh, don't, you know, the, one of the things in pro wrestling is don't, don't let the ribs uh, affect you. If they see it affects you, it's going to make it worse. Well, you know what? After a while, you draw a line. When, you're, when your bag's getting hidden and, and oh, yeah. you're just getting picked on, it, it's enough. We're grown, we're grown men here. Don't touch my personal stuff. Yeah. I'm here to work like you are. I'm away from my family like you are. Let's just have some fun. Let's work, take care of each other, and move on. We don't need any horseplay. And, and enough's enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> Amen to that, sir. <clears throat> All right, last question. GHP's asking, who were some of your main road buddies in the WWE? Well, I started, um, I traveled with Kurt Angle. Um, that was probably my first travel buddy in WWE. And then when I went to uh, WCW, uh, Mike Awesome became, I became very close to Mike and his family because I lived in Tampa. And so when, when he showed up to WCW, I had seen Mike in the Gold's Gym that we trained in our town. I didn't know. I didn't know who he was. I never met him. He's just some big, three hundred pound dude with a mullet that had a bad, mean look on his face all the time. I said, "Is that dude? Why is he always pissed off?" You know, I asked the guy who worked there. He's like, "Oh, that's Mike Awesome, man. He's a he's a wrestler. He's a pro wrestler. He wrestles in Japan and ECW." I said, "Oh, I'd be damned." So then I remember uh, a couple weeks later, I was watching an ECW show and I saw him on there. I said, hey, "There's that dude. He's on TV." I didn't even know who he was. And then when I saw him next in the gym. I went up and introduced myself, and he was really cool. We hit it off, and we became almost like brothers, man, you know, for about two years. Um, you know, it's unfortunate that I had talked to him about a week a week before he took his life, and he sounded perfectly fine on the phone. He sounded happy, and I, um, I, that's why I was so dumbfounded and stunned when I learned because I was like, man, I just talked to him, and he never showed any signs of, you know, like he seemed like he was in a good place. So I just wish he would have reached out to me that night. Um, I, I feel that I would have been able to intervene. I would have taken a flight that night or the next morning to, to go out and see him and take care of him, you know? Wow. Yeah. Um, so Chuck, 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 Chuck Colombo was another, was another guy I traveled with in uh, WCW. And then, of course, when I went back to WWE, the second tenure, uh, Rob Van Dam and I hit it off, and uh, we traveled together uh, quite often. Um, so he was like, again... You know, it's funny you travel with these with these guys, and you know you're on the road. You see them more than you see your own family, and it's funny because uh, you know you, you you develop like a brotherhood, you know. Yep. And you're on planes together. You're traveling all over the world together. You're in you're you're cooped up in rental cars, and you, you know you're working the the arenas, going to the next town, and you know. Um, and then the tour, the 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 loop would end, and I remember. Uh, I was, I don't forget where we were, but Rob was getting ready to go take his, you know, he had to go catch a flight to go to, back to LA where he lives. And at the time I was going back to Tampa and I, it's kind of weird. I said, and that's when you, you kind of realize that you're connected to the person and you have this kind of like this, this bond, you know, this brother bond kind of thing. And I, I said, I said, okay, man, I guess uh, I'll see you, you know, uh, uh, Friday, you know? And, and it was kind of like one of those sad you know, goodbyes, like shit, you know, I, I feel like I'm, you know, I, it just kind of it was a kind of a sad feeling. You know, it's like a family, like a brother. So yeah. um, that's when you know that you, you're connected with someone special when you when you have that bond. You know. Yeah. And Rob's a great guy, a good good uh, good good human being. Yep. <clears throat> awesome, man. Well, uh, Sean, it's been a pleasure coming on once again. Um, uh, appreciate your time, and let the listeners know where to find you on social media. Well, I appreciate it, Chris. And I'll, uh, 
you know, just text me a number. I don't know if I have your actual number. Um, just text it to me, and we'll we'll talk maybe later in the week or something. I'd like to run a couple things by you regarding this podcast. It's uh, it's a it's a it's a really really professional high tech studio, and I'm working out uh, a deal with uh, this particular team. It's a it's a media firm. Um, one of my good friends owns it and runs it, and uh, the, the production quality is just unbelievable. Uh, I'll have to work on the outreach and the, the marketing of the actual content. We can talk about those things, but uh, I would like to get your insight on it. And of course, may eventually, you know, once I get some, some episodes going and some sponsorship and so forth, uh, we get it rolling. I'll have you on. Sounds good. I just texted you my number too. So uh, I'll be uh, looking forward to chatting with you. Okay, great, Chris. Well, thanks for having me on, and uh, I'm glad we got through another one with all the tech issues. We got, we, we did it again. <laughs> right. <laughs> thanks a lot, Sean. Have a good night, man. Okay, you too. Take care. God bless. Bye-bye. All right, Sean Stasiak on for time number two. Thanks, Sean, for coming on, man. Uh, <laughs> all of my all of my guests know that it's a PG podcast, but... Uh, he just uh, let some fly today. It looks like <laughs> it sounds like, <laughs> uh, yeah, interesting. Uh, but yeah, thanks, Sean, for coming on the show tonight, man. Uh, <clears throat> he's a nice guy, and uh, yeah. All right, so listen, we listen here. A couple things: uh, the 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 quality, the the, the audio on the show has been uh, <clears throat> quite crazy. Um, but we have like 20 so minutes, but we're going to have some fun regardless. We're going to have lots and lots and lots of fun with the time that we have. Because all the glitches and all the glitches and technical difficulties. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to have uh, some fun uh, and uh, start the show. Uh, so we can, uh, listen, let's go right into the headlines. First of all, let's bring on my boy, Evan Tech Proud. How are you tonight, sir? Good night, brother. Got a new name for you. I believe it's called, uh, shout out, who, who called you that? Was it the Mo? They called you Festo uh, Orange. Yeah, it's so funny because you had the orange shirt. You guys are uh, <laughs> you guys are colorblind because my shirt is red. <laughs> it's a Popeye shirt, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, 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 look. Probably sounds. It probably speak, looks orange. Speaking. Speak, speaking, and I, I don't know if I ever mentioned this on your show. <laughs> Chris Ornstone. All right. <laughs> Most people don't know, you know, per, shoot, uh, I have a degree in arts, so I had to take all of those uh, color theory, marketing classes, my business, all of that, so depending on what, sh- what ray of light hits your, hit your um, shirt, depending on what color you match it with another, orange can look like red and vice versa, Sweet. but still your name is Orange Stone. No, it's Featherstone. Uh, (laughs) uh, All right, so here's the deal. Here's the deal. Uh, Let's zoom through these headlines, zoom through Raw and SmackDown. 
I want to get into these controversial questions and these WrestleMania predictions. Um, Rob said, "Is Mania time? We got to oh, talk, man. man." Yes, absolutely. Who's going to Mania? Actually, looking like uh, who will be there Mania weekend? Let me know. Um, uh, might have a P and P breakfast or something like that. I, I'm going to be so busy from Thursday all the way to <clears throat> I leave Monday morning and. I'm gonna be super TV. duper busy, um, so but just let me know if we got, if there's a group of people, six or seven people, let me know if you're going to Mania, and so we'll uh, we'll make it happen. We have a P and P P and P show maybe, and if there's enough people, I can uh, you know <clears throat> bring some wrestlers with me who's uh, who's there over the weekend as well to do some some Q and A. So just let me know. Uh, we'll we'll play it by ear. All right, uh, ask Chris question. I saw one. Cody's asking, do you see Gronk and Conor McGregor as future stars in WWE? Gronk retired um, from NFL at 29. But like I said on my show before, I think think for Gronk, I think he's going to be somehow affiliated with the XFL. Uh, I, really, I really think I really think XFL is its future. I don't know. I don't know if it's playing. Um, he's only twenty nine. I mean, <laughs> like he's he's a young guy. Um, so I don't know if it's something backstage related or actually playing or coaching. It could be a coach. It could be a GM. You know. Well, they they already have all that executive stuff, but. Um, you know he could he could be into some executive role or something like that, but I personally think that uh, he'll be affiliated with the XFL in some reason. I don't see Gronk as a as a wrestler. I, I just don't see that. Um, I don't know some some like nowadays if if you're a celebrity, if you want the celebrity rub, like you really gotta you really gotta f- be into it as well. You know what I mean? You can't just come and do some a few shoulder tackles and be like LT at WrestleMania 14. It was, it was 14, wasn't it? <clears throat> but uh, LT and Bam, Bam, Bam. Um, yeah, because right. 15 was... Uh, oh, what was 15? Was that Taker and uh, Sid? What was 15? No, 15 was Rock and um, Austin. One. But that wasn't the main event, though. They main evented 17 and 19. 15 it was. <laughs> Was it Rock Austin? Rock, Rock Austin was fifteen, seventeen, nineteen. Yeah, I know they. I know. I know they did every other, but I don't think they main evented fifteen. I know they main evented seventeen and nineteen. Um, yeah, they main evented fifteen. I had the DVD, and it had see. that crappy music on there. Oh, did it? <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I know. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I do know that they did Which every other. Which is the lesser other. than that, too. Um, I do. I do know that they did fifteen, seventeen, and nineteen. Uh, that was that. Was that Taker Boss Man? Was that fifteen? Yeah, that's the that's the main with the Hell in the Cell. Oh, that was yeah, terrible. WWE on purpose left out of the Hell in the Cell. DVD MS, set. Was that was that MSG? Or was it in Philly? Uh, let me see. Yeah, Philly. I think that one was in Philly. Was yeah, that, that was fun? in Philly. I think yep. so. Um, and the card was. Um, it was bad. That mean it was bad. Hardcore Holly defeating 
Yep. Al Snow and Billy Gunn, Triple Threat Hardcore match. That match wasn't too bad. Jeff and Owen against uh, D'Lo and Test for the tag team titles. Oh, yeah, the, the Brawl for Our Finals when uh, Butter Bean uh, beating Billy Gunn in 35 seconds. Mankind and Big Show for the special guests. Okay. <clears throat> yep, Taker, Boss Man, Hell in a Cell. Shane and X-Pac for the European title. Shane won. Sable and Tory. Kane uh, beating Triple H by DQ. Uh, Road Dog retaining the Intercontinental Championship in a four-quarters match against Goldust, uh, Ken Shamrock, and Val Venus. All right. Yeah, so Austin Rock was that 15 was, main events, and Mankind was the special that, guest rep. That, that's right. That is, that's true. That that was one of the last manias that Freddie Blassie was alive and did the voiceovers. Yep. yep remember they yep. used to use him for the voiceovers? Yep, so, yeah. Yep. I do remember that. <clears throat> I remember that. All right. So, uh, without further ado, because I definitely don't want to um, – uh, responding to Sean Stasiak. <laughs> uh, Sean said, sorry, brother. I cussed at the end and caught myself. I said the S word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I know he probably did. He's a respectful guy, man. I know that he probably was like, oh. <laughs> um, We're loud, pal. All right. <laughs> um, I'm uh, texting them back. <clears throat> uh, let's see. All right, uh, so we'll talk about that. Um, all right, so you responded. <clears throat> all right, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right into it. Headlines, here we go. All right, so let's do it uh, one by one. Um, Heart Foundation officially inducted to the Hall of Fame. Um, I mean, yeah, we, we knew that. Um, but with no Jimmy Hart, though, that, I was surprised about that because uh, the reports were saying Jimmy Hart. Um, but um, uh, no Jimmy Hart. That was a surprise. Funny enough. Actually, I saw Jimmy Hart at a uh, indie show uh, about an hour away from my house. I went. Um, <clears throat> a lot of people saw it on IG that I uh, chatted and, and and took a pic with uh, one of the goats, uh, <clears throat> my number three of all time, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Um, me and my my oldest son, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, my oldest son Elijah. And uh, yeah, it was it was it was oh, great. Yeah. It was so cool because yeah, because yeah, uh, he was there. Honky Tonka Man was there. The franchise Shane Douglas was there. Uh, Ricky Morton was there. Um, it was it was a really it was pretty stacked card. It's a pretty I, good old Ricky. I, I've been to a lot of uh, a lot of uh, <clears throat> Bobby Fulton shows, and uh, this one was one of the best. It was definitely. Uh, Pretty stacked card. The main event was um, uh, one of the indie talents, the Pittsburgh Steeler. He was uh, teaming up with uh, the Shane Douglas as the heels, and the, the baby faces were uh, Bobby Fulton and uh, Ricky Morton, who still – Ricky Morton, man, 
He still has a, a killer drop kick. I don't know how That's old he is. That's the man now. Um, yeah. I can check and see how old he is. Uh, he has to be in his mid, probably mid to late 60s, probably mid 60s probably. Or at least early 60s because uh, Sting is 60. I would say probably mid 60s now. Um, <clears throat> Ricky Morton uh, was born in 1956. Uh, so he'll be 63 this year. So, yeah, 62. 62 was still a a mean drop kick. How about that? Kudos to Ricky Morton for still making the drop kick. <laughs> Cody. Uh, awesome. <laughs> Where's the time, God? Uh, Listen to Cody. Speak, yeah, I saw that. Speaking of Sting, uh, he's, so he's willing to come out. Here, here you go, Evan. Here we go. Willing to come out of retirement. Uh, yeah, because I thought match. it was my show. Against I the Undertaker. So, yeah. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. I, real quick about 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 the Hart Foundation. I I thought thought to my good buddy Stevie Ray. Talked to him yesterday off air. Not gonna mention everything we talked about. I I told him to look. I, I was surprised. I thought, you know, you got Harlem Heat, legendary tag team. My my second favorite after the Road Warriors. I'm like, I thought they was gonna. Wait till next year for the Hart Foundation. Yeah, that's true. But he mentioned, made a good point. Natty is there. Yep. Jim passed away. Have him. I for sure, I didn't know Jim. Um, Jimmy Hart wasn't going to be inducted to this. Told me. I just thought by default you can't have the Hart Foundation for Jimmy Hart. But yeah. oh well. Um, I will say this, and I'm only saying this on live air with listeners. Because he told me, Jim, the Anvil Neidhart, told me about a year and a half ago to my face, he really wasn't, to, to say in nicer terms, he wasn't too worried about going into the Hall of Fame. There never was anything that he really focused on. You know, I guess he was just happy with his career and everything he did. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure Jim, you know, definitely would have been happy to go in. Yeah. You know, because everybody not, isn't really too worried about getting into the Hall of Fame. But, uh... Thing I told you, brother, faith of a mustard seed. The goat <laughs> said it. The uh, goat said it. Man. I'm not coming out until Taker. I'm sure Vince has heard it. You know, with Taker being a born again Christian, the Sting being a born again Christian, and on uh, Shawn Michaels. Come on, man. Vince heard it. I already got a plant though. Mania happens. Raw after Mania. In Raw, Taker comes out. Have no nothing to fight for. Blah blah blah. You know, grandest vision, you know, you know, his long speech. Lights cut out, Sting show up, says nothing, points mm-hmm. to bat, points to WrestleMania in the raw. There you go. No. Here's the thing. Here's Bucky the thing. Said, oh, yeah. So so Taker's supposed to be competing in Saudi Arabia. So, no, I don't want to do that. I don't I don't want to see Taker Sting at Mania. I don't want to I, I just don't want to see it cuz I don't want to see Sting lose cuz Sting's Oh, going, you'll see it at Fastlane? Sting's going to take the Sting's going to take the L. I don't want to see Taker Sting because Sting is going to take the L. Right now Sting's WWE resume is very lousy. Very very lousy. It would be worse I understand that Sting, that's just something that's itching on uh, Sting. I get it. I get it. But I don't want to see it because Sting will lose again. His WWE resume has already been lousy. Lost to Triple H, which is probably a flavor of the week that we'll oh, talk gosh. about. One of the, uh, like, here's the thing. <laughs> I, I think that's the flavor of the week that we'll talk about. 
remind me, uh, PMP Nation, remind me. One thing I do want to talk about was WrestleMania matches that had the wrong ending. Shut up, GHP. <laughs> WrestleMania matches who had the Shut wrong up, ending. And Taker versus Triple I mean, Sting, uh, um, well, Taker versus Lesnar was, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll have my list. But Sting versus Triple H was definitely one of them. Uh, remind me that. WrestleMania matches who had the wrong, uh, wrong winner. Um, all right, so for the second time, we really got to zoom through this stuff. Do I think Bella Twins are going to the Hall of Fame? I don't, yes, I do. I don't know yeah. if they don't deserve it. Yeah, they will. I don't. I you know, do they deserve it? Okay. Uh, next question. No. <laughs> more than Tory um, Wilson. Let me see. Uh, yeah, I, I will say they do more than Tori Wilson. Uh, for what I've heard, Tori's super nice, but uh, just because you're nice, you know, God bless her. Oh, she her. is. Yeah, just because she's nice doesn't mean she's should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, you know, that's that's my – I've I've given you my take on Tori before. Um, but, yeah, I don't I – don't, they'll, they'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. I'm sure they will. Um, opinion on these two thoughts: Cena steals the Corbin spot by handcuffing him or beating him down before the match. And two, does Ali turn heel and cost Kofi the title? No, I don't see them doing that with Ali. I can see that probably perhaps afterwards. Speaking of that, uh, he's no longer Mustafa Ali now. He's just Ali, which that was bad. I don't uh, know what happens in these. <laughs> productive <laughs> creative meetings. I don't want you name. I don't want I want stuff anymore. I want I want give him Ali. Give him I I want Ali. I'm like uh I, I really don't I mean he's been Mustafa be Ali. Mustafa? Like if he if he was coming from NXT to the main roster and did that change, I get it. Like from Rusev, he was Alexander Rusev. And they did just cut off uh, Biggie Langston. They cut him off. They cut his Langston off. They cut uh, uh, was it Antonio Cesaro. Uh, they they cut that off too. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? But even real, like real quick, Cesaro, one thing I forgot about. Hold on, real quick. Cesaro and Rusev second. still sounds okay, but Ali, no, right, 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 right. It's terrible. A, do you guys remember this? The Ryback? Even I forgot about that. <laughs> I said that earlier on my show. The Ryback. It was The Ryback, T. Ryback. <laughs> I'm like, Dave Batista. Yeah, I remember Dave Batista. Or Bautista. Or Deacon Batista. <clears throat> yeah. Um, all right. So, um, social media goes in uproar over Asuka's women's title loss. Uh, I th- do. I think uh, Brandon's asking. Do I think Big E was? Um, do I think Big E's turning on Kofi? No, I don't. I just don't do it. Don't don't end the new day. Like what's the p- breaking up the new day would be absolutely terrible. All three of them would just be pointless. I, I mean, just just as not as a unit. I think it would just be terrible. They'll just be mid Carters. They'll be jobbing out again. It's terrible. It'll be terrible. Speaking, but speaking of jobbing out, why in the world one of the best women's wrestlers on the entire universe losing to that? And, and it had to be, and, and obviously it was, um, oh yeah, but the Cena thing. Uh, 
I don't see Cena. I don't even see Cena wrestling. I mean, because of his movie commitments, you know, they have, you know, they have really big strict liability things on that. And just because he's a Hollywood star now, I just, if it does, it's probably a spot with Elias, you know, um, yeah, I mean, he had a, but he had a spot with Elias last year though, so two years in a row would be awkward. Uh, if 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 Taker came out and and uh, and choke slammed uh, Elias, perhaps I don't know. I don't want to take her match. I've, I've said that before. Him appearing in some some fashion, perhaps, especially if he's going to be on the Saudi Arabia show. But um, a Taker match, I don't I don't want to see it. Um, but yeah, as far as Oscar's concerned, man, what in the world? And, it ha- and and this is and this goes to show this goes to show that like creative is just doing a terrible job booking people. It, I mean, obviously this was a knee jerk re- uh, decision. Like it's because okay, so the women's main event <clears throat> official, and I've made it clear, I don't want that. I think Kofi and Daniel Bryan is still the most emotionally bought into match right now. Um, I understand the history and all that. I get it. I get it. I get it. But at the same time, it's like Daniel Bryan versus Kofi, as we saw on SmackDown, there's only, I mean, it's, it's one of those strike while the iron's hot. The, um, the most emotionally invested match right now should be the main event. And it's for the WWE championship. It should be Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston. If if Becky wins the match, the crowd will go bananas. But she's been champ before, and there's never been a black champ. It's going to be the main event. People are mostly uh, people invested emotionally in Kofi more than anybody right now. Make it the main event. I mean, I just. But at the same time. It's not ESPN worthy. It's not mainstream. And so they want the mainstream feel. So it seems like right now they just they just did a just uh just a, a knee jerk reaction to the fact that creative came up, finally made it official, uh the main event, and they just threw the title on Charlotte at the expense of Oscar. Now um what? <laughs> now now what? What happens to Oscar? She could have had a WrestleMania uh, moment, a WrestleMania moment as champ, because last year she lost to Charlotte, which is a, which would be another one of my matches that should have had a different ending. She shouldn't have lost to Charlotte last year. That was stupid, um, because an undefeated Oscar right. against Ronda Rousey, to me, has much more uh, appeal. From a just a uh, just a standpoint of a marquee, um, but they're 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 plugging Charlotte as Flair's girl, Flair's daughter, and all that. So you know, so, yeah. Kimbo says Oscar deserves a main card match of Mania. I, I I totally agree. I mean they they built her in NXT to be so amazing, and we'll talk about that in another show. People who they build so well in NXT and just. Main roster, the main roster creative got to him and just did a terrible job. It's creative. Asuka is an amazing wrestler. 
hits on every cylinder. Yes, she is. She has the appeal. She has the look. She has the international flair, and they are just doing. They are just treating her like crap creatively, and it's terrible. And that's and it's sad because she can't do nothing about it. That you know, other than just conceding to what they're doing. So and it's and it's terrible. It's absolutely from terrible. Um. But all right, uh, grades for for Raw and SmackDown. Um, <clears throat> Raw, oh, gosh, Raw. Um, oh. Raw was tough for me. Um, it was bad. I, I feel Elias is purgatory. Yeah, I, I feel sorry for Kurt purgatory. Angle, like, what are, what are y'all doing? I, I really feel sorry for Kurt Angle. Oh, don't work. Don't forget. Yeah, Friend, friendship, Balor. He's going against Lashley again for the IC title again. Probably be <clears throat> How many times are we going to see the Revival face Ricochet and Black? And lose to him. 35 times? And lose to him. Right. That's the crazy thing about <laughs> it. Really. It, just really, it just really shows that they are just like playing with the Revival. Um, yeah, uh, Angle look exhausted after his match with Joe. JSP says Raw C minus, SmackDown B minus. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's about fair. Um, I like the gauntlet for yeah. SmackDown. SmackDown uh, was better. SmackDown's just been a o- better right. overall show. I mean, it just just people are mo- more emotionally yeah. invested I- in uh, <clears throat> uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Kofi, and it's just been a better and, show. Um, and I love, and and I I, I like how the, the Usos gave respect to New Day, which yep. really, yep. which really you know, which really summed up the whole rivalry. Yep. And and I'm, I'm with. Kimbo skills angle. I'm sorry, Batman, 1989 neck angle, and I I've interviewed angle. I've had breakfast with angle last year. He was at the same hotel. He can't move his neck, and and I'm sure WWE told his wife to take that. Say, tell her, take down a tweet. Take it down, angle. Tell her. Yeah, yeah they did. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. Corbin, Fulton for the Mighty Ducks. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. No the only reason why I say <laughs> the only reason why I'm not as critical on Corbin as everybody else is because it it give Angle a win. Like I don't see Corbin going over Angle, um, and it makes sense because Corbin beat Angle on a regular episode of Raw. So you know, from a sympathy standpoint for Angle, I want him to to win. Uh, we got a com- com- comment saying uh, Oscar uh, Oscar versus Ronda is more appealing to me. I, yeah, I, I mean, I'm sure that I'm sure that we're not alone. I'm sure that we're not alone, Kevin, on that. And it's so sad. Real quick, we got Raw, we got Angle and Joe, and we know about six. Excuse me, excuse me, guys. Sorry, five six years ago, they tore the house house down. Great matches and cross the line. TNA Impact Anthem that was out, probably like whatever old... you called it. Oh goodness! That was probably oh eight. That'd be like five, six years ago. That was probably about ten. Um, let me see. Was it ten years ago? Yeah, it was. It was probably maybe longer than that. You're right. Yeah, it was a while ago. Good God! You're right. You're right. It was lockdown two thousand eight. Hard justice like two thousand seven. Yeah. Yep. So twelve years ago. So you're right. Over ten years ago, Tom Fly, Angle and Joe just turned him. Turn down the house matches, and and then WWE isn't going to give, of course, no other company credit ever unless they get paid for it. And we see this: the match wasn't even 
wasn't even WWE medal level. Oh goodness! And Angle was in my top was, five. It was and it and, was just, and and Angle's Angle slam on Orton. Oh man! Oh, told you that eighty nine neck man. You can't do. Uh, you can't. And, and and I love Angle. And I, I know I'm joking about the eighty nine neck. It's just it, one of my buddies who has been removed from wrestling. Anytime I get a text message, it's just like, bro, and, you know, he didn't use Christian words. What is going on with Angle? He looks bad. He looked exhausted. It's just sad, man. It's just. Yeah, it is. Uh, Wild Boy mm-hmm. says Raw D Smackdown A. DX Raw D Smackdown C. Um, all right. Trivia. Who won the woman's? championship at wrestlemania 19 um all right so let's do wrestlemania predictions real quick and then let's get to we only got like seven minutes or so um let's get to the predictions real quick um i think it's like 13 yeah 13 matches and none of them are tag team (laughs) except for the women's tag um Let's do uh, let's do Brock and uh, Seth. Who you got? Sadly, Brock. Good job, Monty. Is uh, it? I mean, I'm, I'm really I'm tired of Brock, but sadly, is if 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 Brock can defeat Taker and Goldberg and everybody else, yeah. it is no way it is believable that burn it down, whatever it is down, architect, whatever you call him. Is Seth Rollins is going to beat him? Yeah, no, well, I agree. No I agree. All right, uh, real quick. Most um, say Brock and most say Seth. Um, all right, real Would quick. You? I say Brock, uh, and I said this real quick before. I said uh, I tweeted this. I think that the Andre Battle Royal um, every year. I think it, that should be the number one contender since uh, the Raw after Mania has become like a pay per view quality. Um, I think that it should be a number one contender for the Universal Championship on the Raw after Mania. Um, and I think that Braun mm. should win the Andre Battle Royal and beat Brock on Raw the next night. That w- that that would be something I, I think that should happen. All right, real quick, uh, Ronda, Becky, Charlotte, who you got? Yeah, I give it to Becky. Yep. Yeah, yeah, I can see Becky. There's, there's no I can see Becky too. Uh, Buddy Murphy and Tony Nese, Cruiserweight Championship, which I think will be on the pre-show. Tony Nese is a good guy, too. Um, A few minutes. Buddy. I mean, just keep it up. Keep up with Buddy. Uh, Yeah, I can say that, too. Triple H Batista. Yeah. Come on, Al. (laughs) The chaperone. Yeah, this match is only 15 years in the making. Yeah, Triple H. Triple H. Uh, Shane and Miz. You gotta go. Gosh, no one cares about this match. The Miz is going to win. He has a baby. You can't have a man who's about to be a kid again. Yeah, man. Be his dad again. Leave the match. AJ and Randy. Whew. Oh, man. That, that, That could go either way. Um,. I, I, I give it to AJ. Yeah, I mean, I AJ needs a, he needs something. I agree. AJ. I mean, he Orton don't he doesn't 
What else do Wilt need to do? Who wins the uh, Andre Battle Royal? They'll probably be the best match. Gosh, I'm looking at Robbins West uh, comment and all the people win it. I mean, didn't Braun win it already? You got the Hardys and yeah, the Bar. I mean, Owens, we, you got all this good talent being wasted. I, I, I guess Braun. I mean, Braun is Sensuke. I'm just yeah. throwing the name out there. I agree, Braun. So, uh, Joe and Ray. Who you said? Braun. <clears throat> Joe and Ray. Tammy says I'm uh, Joe and Ray. Okay. Joe uh, Ray. Yeah, Joe's gonna get smashed again. He's gonna get. Uh, he's gonna get. I think Joe. I, I I think Joe. I think Ray eventually, but uh, probably Joe. Joe would like choke out Dominic or something like that. Um. <coughs> all right. <laughs> My uh, all right. Lastly, and uh, Finn will probably be Demon Finn. Oh gosh, friendship, friendship, Finn. Uh, yeah, I say Finn. Uh, Roman and Drew. Who? Hope it be Drew. Give it to Drew. He, oh, no. But they're Reigns. gonna go for Roman because he came back from leukemia. Yeah, yeah. We'll give it to Reigns, man. Feel good moment. Uh, women's uh, four way for the uh, title. Hmm. Did they say Becky Lynch already? Huh? Yeah, I think it said Becky Lynch, right? No, the four way. Oh, oh you saw me Sasha Bailey. Yeah, the, the, the yeah, um, Sasha Bailey, I'm sorry. Yeah, I Sasha agree. Bailey. Uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi Kingston. Ah, <sighs> uh, should be Kofi, but it's not main eventing. Got feeling Daniel Bryan gonna win and they're gonna push it for the next uh, two months. You know what? I'm just gonna I, I go with I'm just gonna go with what I want, man. Kofi. Uh, who did the Undertaker uh, compete against at Kofi. WrestleMania 18? That's the next trivia question. Uh, all right, real quick, we got like a we only got one question for the flavor of the week, so let's do this real quick. I'm sorry, guys, we only have like a couple of minutes because of all the crazy difficulties. Sure. Uh, um, all right, so let's uh, do a flavor of the week. It is now time for the flavor of the week. All right, all right, here we go. Still got this. Still got this uh, thing here. So let's just real quick. <laughs> Controversial question is uh, that's and Ric Flair. Good job, guys. Ric Flair. Uh, controversial question is: Baby faces and heels should never go away in professional wrestling. Baby faces and heels should never go away in professional wrestling. I one billion percent agree with that statement. One billion percent. Got to have a good guy and a bad guy because you'll have. People going, you'll yeah, have, yeah, you have yeah. people just going for different sides, and gotta have a good guy and bad guys. Comic book come to life. Um, you know, if you have, if you have a mixed reaction toward the same person, then they're not doing their job as a villain or a hero. Um, so yeah, um, mixed reaction. If I was a wrestler, I would hate to be a mixed reaction wrestler, hundred percent, because. 
I'm like, okay, I'm not doing my job well. I want to be the most hated wrestler or the most lovable wrestler. Um, that's just how it is. And pro wrestling is what I said uh, as, uh, on the question, Robert. Pro wrestling. All right. Um, so here's the fun thing about next week. Uh, mostly people are agreeing. Yep. Uh, if not, the crowd would eventually make someone a heel. Good, really, really good point, Kimbo. All right, so next uh, next week is the seven-year anniversary show. We've got some really, really, really good, 90 good seconds. Uh, surprises for you all. So you all just sit tight uh, and get ready to have some fun. It's going to be plan B, no restrictions, no crazy countdowns or, or crazy uh, uh, technical issues. Plan B, uh, you know, restrictions are off. We're going to have some fun at the seven-year anniversary. Two live interviews and working on some other things. There's going to be a bunch of surprises for everybody. It's going to be so much fun. Seven-year anniversary show next week. So come PNP Nation. Tell your friends. Share. Let everybody know that the seven-year anniversary show next week is going to be good. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, 365 episodes of the book. Thanks to Sean Stasiak for the live Q&A. Thanks so much for the PNP Nation. Until next week, enjoy, wrestling, enjoy your week of wrestling. God bless. And always remember, I good night, guys. You. have a good night, everybody. You mess my I do it for you, Evan. Good night, guys. I do it for you. Have a good night. <laughs> Bye-bye.